Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Saturday, February the 13th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is gustatory. Gustatory which means relating to or associated with eating or a sense of taste. Well, let's move right up, right along. Let's get right into it. I hope everyone is enjoying their Saturday. Hope everyone enjoys their weekend, Valentine's Day weekend, tomorrow, February 14th. To all the lovers, good luck. <laughs> well... Apparently, J.J. Watt, who's a, uh, I call him a defensive specialist for the Houston Texans, has been asked to be released. Let go. Doesn't want to play for the Houston Texans anymore. Would be nice if the Chicago Bears could pick him up. I know there's a lot of teams around the NFL that are just chomping at the bits to get this guy. He is a premier player. Also, wait a minute here. Deshaun Watson, I believe is his name, the quarterback. Well, he asked last month sometime or, yeah, last month sometime to be released also. What's going on in in Houston? I mean, I thought they had a pretty good squad. They have two, two or three or maybe four good players or premier players. I mean... Deshaun Watson isn't a slouch. At least I I don't think so. I mean, he's he's like any other quarterback in the NFL. He does have moments. That's just part of the game. And now JJ JJ Watt is is asking to be released also. Begs the really brings up a question. What's going on in Houston, man? All these two premier players are a jumping ship, if you will. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's interesting. Well, I'm sure uh, everyone remembers the video that surfaced last weekend of the uh, two UNC University of North Carolina basketball players that were caught on camera partying, celebrating their victory over the Duke Blue Devils, maskless. Well, as time has rolled on, we found out that the get-together was put together by several players and managers of the basketball team. Now, Roy, Coach Roy Williams voiced his frustration over the choices that were made, but he didn't give any suspensions. Says the matter was handled internally. In a statement, he used a comparison, and I'm quoting here, I'm still upset about it, but let's not make it out like we charged the Capitol building or anything like that. That's not what it was in the quote. Wow. <laughs> really? That's what we, that's the go-to now when we do something irresponsibly. We resort back to January 6th. Apparently January 6th was I know it was a a moment in history, but I didn't know it could be used 
for when you 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 do something uh, idiotic. I mean, I, I can offer no apparent uh, 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 apologies for what I just said. Apparently, January 6th is what you go to when you do something idiotic and you're caught. Well, at least I didn't storm the Capitol. I mean, really? I mean, there's a pandemic going on. And I understand that you guys want to celebrate. But you're maskless, maskless on video partying. Side note. What is this thing with everyone that wants to put their business on social media? You want to make a video or take some pictures? What is, what, what is that about? Is it really that everyone wants their five minutes of fame? I mean, I've done some things in my young days. And not once did I think to grab a video camera. At that time, we really didn't have cell phones. We had those big, bulky video cameras. Grab a video camera or have someone take a picture of me doing it. I mean, the the, the people I hung with, no, 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 no pictures. Don't need them. That's evidence. <laughs> I don't mean to sound old-fashioned, but come on now. You know you're out doing something irresponsible as this. You have, you have to think. You got to make better decisions and choices. I mean, really. During a pandemic. And I know they're college kids. And I know there's a lot of people that's partying. Or what have you. But you're in the spotlight. You're known. For all intents and purposes. You're not the average Joe. I don't care how young you are. You're known. A lot of people know your faces. And what did you think that the the person that was was taking the video wasn't going to what do you think it was just going to stay in 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 your little friends list or your little circle or have whatever the social media term is of course not they did exactly what you would expect them to do or you didn't expect them to do they did the opposite they put it out there and now you're caught but like I said, there hasn't been any suspensions or anything given. But I, I just found it. Um, I guess that's going to be the new thing now. When we do something irresponsible or, or idiotic, we're going to resort back and say, hey, at least I didn't storm the Capitol. Well, that's a cop out. Come on now. We all know better than that. We have a national pandemic. And you're partying without a mask. And you're in the spotlight. I mean, like I said, you gotta make better choices, fellas. You got to. I mean, really. You really have to. You gotta make better choices. That was that was totally irresponsible. I'm sorry. Beating Duke or no beating Duke. I know that's your, your rival. And I know that's an old tobacco road showdown, like they say, but eh, nah. That was a little bit too much for me. Way too much. And I, I I just had to speak on that because that little comment about storming the Capitol in comparison to going around not wearing a mask during a pandemic, that was a far reach for me. I would have found something else to compare it to. I just don't think I would have used that. Not now. Not never. Okay. 
moving on, moving on, moving on. You know, I read an article some time back about the uh, hotel and tourism industry here in North Carolina. And one of the predictions that was made was they possibly would see somewhat of of an increase in tourism in North Carolina, possibly, hopefully, by the year 2023. After, After COVID is over or whatever, they were saying that they they possibly could see a, a, an, up, an uptick, if you will, by then, by 2023. Wow. That's a ways away. And that's a long time to be struggling. Side note, also, I, I heard uh, that it's interesting that with COVID now, they're saying that, that the vaccine, we're going to have to take it every year like we take the flu vaccine. Because apparently it keeps breaking off and mutating. So get ready for that. But let's get back to what I, what I was talking about. You know, during my podcast, my last podcast, I talked about the bar owner here in North Carolina, that, here in Durham, that was suing the state due to his business loss because of COVID. Well, now the uh, North Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association is calling on state lawmakers to pass a new relief bill to help the felon industry. I mean, it's not felon. It's just flat out. It it tanked. I mean, it really has. I mean, the amount of businesses that were lost and the amount of people that are out of work, it has tanked due to COVID. Now, what they're asking for is $300 million in the stimulus package. Now, in this package, they wanted to include a, a few things. One of the top things is, uh, well, not one of the top things, but one of the things is an ABC permit waiver for one year. And, of course, tax exemptions. Now, they're asking Governor Cooper and lawmakers to uh, help the restaurant industry and bars and hotels. And they're saying of the $300 million stimulus package, it would be capped at 500000 per business. And the business would have to show a 15% drop in business compared to the previous year due to COVID. Now, the money would be used for rent, mortgage interest payments, payroll, if they're fortunate enough to still have employees or however many employees they have. And they want more flexibility in paying property taxes, which is understandable. Hey, they're not making the money. But then again, you know, that's how state and local municipalities collect their revenues, property taxes, and of course, other operating expenses. But however, they're not going to include the debt accumulated during the pandemic. That means they're not going to allow that 500000 to go to paying debt also so how did they get at this three million dollar figure you may ask well it's ten percent of a 3.1 billion dollar loss to the industry wow that's 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 unconscionable right there that tells that tells a tale doesn't it 3.1 billion dollar loss and what a year 
We've been dealing with it, what, since February or March last year? And in, in a year, they've already lost $3.1 billion. Wow, that says a lot. Now, they did get the Federal Paycheck and Protection Program loan and other relief packages, but they have been exhausted. That's not surprising. I mean, just like the I told you about the bar owner, he, he had got the same thing, and he ended up paying uh, what employees he did have left. He ended up paying them, ended up paying the rent, and uh, his his ABC license, he ended up paying that. And by the time he had paid those few things, every, the money was gone. Flat out gone. After he paid everything, hey, he, he had nothing. Now, in addition to the previous mentioned items they're asking help with in, in this $300 million stimulus package, they're also asking to uh, reevaluate commercial property to account for COVID losses. And they want to make the uh, personal, with the Paycheck Protection Program loan, they want to make it tax deductible. Okay. And they want an exempt from the personal protective equipment, the PPEs, your face masks, your gloves, other things, you know, they want that to be tax exempt also. And they're asking for flexibility for property tax payment. I guess they want to suspend it for one year along with the ABC permit. And they're also asking, I guess, the rest of the money they wanted to to help them out with uh, with the lack of tourism also. Now, a suggestion has been made for North Carolina lawmakers to uh, dip into the savings reserve fund or that magical rainy day fund that we always hear about. Now, in December of, of this last year, it showed that there was more than $1 billion in the fund. But that was $46 million less than the previous year. Wow. Well, there's no doubt that these, uh, this industry, the restaurant, bar, and hotel association is hurting and hurting bad. I mean, of course we think about the bars that have shut down and we think about the restaurants, but the other side of this is the hotels. They're, they're saying now that possibly hotels could shut down too. I mean, people aren't out and about. There's no tourism. And you know, when you go out of town or what have you, what do you do? You, you get your hotel room. Well, there's just not being, aren't too many people going into hotel rooms now because of the obvious COVID, because of the lockdowns and restrictions. I mean, this, this industry is just being destroyed due to COVID. And it, it almost seems like if it's not the main one, or one of a few, it, it seems like it's the main industries that's been that has been hit hardest with COVID. I mean, it's think about it. Just like I said, I mean, these restaurants and bars and even hotels, they put you know the owners they put their whole heart into something, and now it's been not snatched away from them, but they're being hit over the head. They can't move. They can't do anything. They can't create any revenue because of COVID. So, you know, hey, why not ask the state for a little help? 
I mean, the federal program, <laughs> they're, they've all but said, yeah, they're tied up in this little debate on Capitol Hill. And so they're too busy arguing and bickering. They can't help anybody. Their little political stances are, are, are doing this is, is just absurd when you have people that are hurting. I mean, hurting to the point they don't have any income coming in. Yeah, there are some that don't have any income coming in. I mean, you get your, your, your unemployment check, but if you're an actual owner, I mean, that, that employment check is for the employees. I don't think it's it's for the employer. I wouldn't think if you're the sole owner or proprietor, your income and your revenue is generated from your business being open. And now it's been closed. So you're not getting anything. I mean, the, the like I said, the federal dollars aren't there because of the obvious also. So you go, why not go to the state and ask for a little help? Like I said, a lot of these people aren't, aren't, don't have any income coming in. None whatsoever after they put their all into their business. It's just a sad state of affairs, folks. Sad state of affairs right now. We're in a mess. No matter how you say it or look at it, we are in a mess. I wish them luck. And you most definitely would be in my prayers because you need it. And we all need it. But to have your business shut down and there's nothing you can do, there's no income coming in, and you don't know when it's going to open back up. Wow. That's a hard pill to swallow and a hard bed to lay in. But somehow, way, you got to keep moving. I don't know. Okay. Let's move on to something else. I'm sure by now we've all heard the governor's request for schools to open back up. Well, he also must have heard the request from the parents and teachers because now he has a magical plan of February the 24th. Teachers, child care workers, and school support staff are going to be vaccinated. Apparently, he moved them up higher into the group three now, now, group three, specifically, he's including the principals, the teachers, the bus drivers, the custodians, and other support staff personnel, and pre-K educators. That'll be your child care workers. Now, they, they're choosing to start in small groups to administer the vaccine effectively and efficiently. Now, there's a second part of the group which will be able to receive vaccines on March 10th. That's going to be your frontline workers, of course, with a continuation of those, you know, the frontline workers from the, your hospitals or nurses and nursing homes. And also he's going to continue with the 65 and older, 65 and over to get vaccinated, which, of course, they, they have to continue with that. But hold tight. We'll talk about that also. Now, in this uh, second group of frontline workers that's supposed to get vaccinated March 10th, 
that's going to include your farmers, your restaurants, whatever's left over, and your grocery workers and others. Now, all in all, that's about 240,000 residents of North Carolina. Uh, By the way, North Carolina receives about 150 doses a week. And they will be receiving 7,500 doses in coming weeks. Now, of all those numbers, like I said, you still have to continue with the vaccination of your healthcare workers because all of them haven't gotten it. And the residents 65 and over, they have to continue to receive the vaccines. Now, according to the state's Secretary of Health and Human Services, they have to continue to vaccinate people along now with the teachers and a dwindling supply of vaccines that let's be honest could or could not come because they haven't really come up with a a, a full pressed ramp up of the vaccination vaccine production they can't they just can't no matter how hard they try this is the thing called life where some things go your way some things don't go your way and this is one of those things they're they're trying I gotta give them that there's no there's no doubt in my mind I'm not knocking them for that they are trying but you're, you're, you're you're trying to push all this stuff out but you don't have the tools you need to push it out now as we all know last week once again Governor Cooper called for schools to reopen based off of CDC numbers that showed that it could be done with a low rate of COVID transmissions from students to teacher. Cooper also said schools could remain open and they should return to in-person learning but he wants to do all of this before teachers and personnel are vaccinated. I don't know how that works goes on to say that the data shows that this can be done with proper safety protocol. Of course, you know, you show social distancing, your face mask, your washing hands. And now they want to include also based off of the CDC numbers, the sanitizing the school. I guess they're, I guess they're still going to do the, I don't think they want to return to a full week of school, maybe two days in one day to clean the school, two days the other set of kids go. I, I I would hope, I would hope that they're not really talking about sending these kids to school five days a week. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they are going to do that on-off rotation thing. But, it truthfully, it looks like the... Uh, actual process of administering these vaccines to the educators are still being hammered out. And they, uh, what they're saying is they may have a centralized location for school staff with designated, designated days where they come in a, and receive the vaccine. And this also includes your daycare workers. Or they may just have to show up at the school to get the process going or they might have to do both but (laughs) once again 
I gotta ask, how do you propose sending these kids back to school and you now that you've came out with what you say is is a program that that you're hoping to work to vaccinate the teachers still haven't really heard anything about vaccinating the kids this is more or less vaccinating the teachers but you don't still have enough vaccine and you say that yeah we get 204 we get have 150 doses and we'll be receiving 705 7500 more doses but all of that is a big hope isn't it we continuously hear about the 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 vaccination, the vaccine production woes. Can't get enough out in enough time to enough people. So what are you pushing this agenda of sending these kids and teachers back to school and you don't have the tools that are needed to get this done? I mean, you call it for February the 24th. That's what, 10, 11 days away. And then I, I, I believe I heard one, one request or, or, or one date you're saying you want the schools open by March. But yet and still, you still have to vaccinate all of these frontline workers or essential workers and continue to vaccinate those 65 and over. So your numbers aren't adding up. I don't think. Maybe I'm off. I wasn't a great whiz in math, but your numbers aren't adding up. I appreciate your your moxie, your your willingness to do it, your fervor to do it, but your numbers still aren't adding up. And I can't see how you're saying, you know, you're going to send these kids to school and, and, and yet you're going to vaccinate the teachers but you're going to send them back even though you, you may not have vaccinated all the teachers or if any of the teachers you're still going to send them back how does that work I mean really how does that work but you know you have these numbers from the CDC that say hey it could be done there's minimum transmission from kids the teachers who wants to take that gamble who wants to run that gamut I'm not an educator but I can I can rest assured when I say I know they don't <laughs> I mean really who wants to, to, to try it I'm sure there's a lot of them that are saying no not I can't blame them I wouldn't so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's the real rush to send these kids back to school. What's going on here? I mean, usually when something like this happen, happens, and I hate to, to say it, is there possibly some money somewhere that somebody's trying to get their hands on? Because it just, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to send people out during this pandemic even though they're saying the numbers have dropped in North Carolina and I understand that yeah the numbers have dropped you're, you're, what they're saying is the number of hospital hospitalizations has dropped the death numbers have dropped a bit and, and those that are testing positive for COVID also has dropped I understand that but 
how is it that you figure you're going to send these teachers back still and you not haven't vaccinated them? How does that work? Or how is it going to work out? Maybe, maybe, maybe it will work out. I mean, the good Lord moves in mysterious ways. Hey, maybe it will work out. But it just doesn't make sense to me. Once again, your numbers aren't adding up. The amount of people you have versus the vaccines that you have or you're planning to get, it's way off. I'm not a math whiz, but something's not right. So maybe there is some funding somewhere, somehow that that these, these lawmakers want to get a hold of for whatever reason. But I don't, I'm not going to say, hey, let's uh, put these kids and teachers and, and, and administrators in harm's way. Just, just so you can make a, get a buck or make, or make a political stand and say, hey, I helped overcome COVID. I did this. this. No, 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 no. Can't co-sign with that. Not in the least. Because something's, it just doesn't sit right with me. I'm not this great conspiracy theorist, but realistic to, realistically to me, the numbers are off. There's no common sense being used. I mean, yeah, the numbers have dropped, but your numbers, like I said, of those that you have to vaccinate versus the vaccines that you're getting, there's a huge gap. Huge gap. So what's in the background? There has to be, because there's no way in the world you're going to tell me that you can, well, you have stood there with a straight face and said that it can be done based off your CDC data. Ooh, CDC. The lovely CDC. Don't get me started about them. Don't get me started about them. We certainly have a lot going on in the world right now. Uh, Here in North Carolina, we have a lot going on. Like I said, with the failing hotel, bar, and restaurant industry, and now this push to to go back to school or send our kids back to school, there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to look at. And it's probably, I can honestly say, it's more than most people have dealt with, if not in their life, then a long time. Because it seems like every decision that is made now, like we were always taught when we were kids, doesn't just affect you. It affects you and those around you. And now more than ever, that has come to the forefront. Now, I'm not telling anyone what to do or or what to say or what to think. These are just my thoughts. But I'm, I am so reluctant. And to be honest with you, I'm not even on the fence anymore about sending my kids back to school. The reason why. Because I just feel like someone's playing with numbers once again. But that's what politicians do. They play with numbers. And they're doing it well. That's Like I said, that's just what they do. They play with numbers. Hey, that's what they do. And they're playing with numbers. But these numbers are lives. And the decision and choices that they make aren't just affecting a small group. They're affecting everyone. Everyone's going to have to deal with the fallout of this. 
we're already dealing with it and we're probably going to be dealing with it longer than we care to. Like I said previously, that that report that came out about the uh, tourism industry and when they believe that they will be they will be getting back to some what some sense of normalcy is 2023. So we'll be dealing with this for a while. I mean, our kids may be dealing with it also. There are several reports that show the economic fallout from COVID and it's going 15 to 20 to 30 years easily. So our kids will be dealing with this. This is how serious it is. And I don't think now is the time to be playing with numbers and just shoving people out there just so you can say I did something great politically or to get your hands on some more federal dollars. I just don't see it. Could be me. I I, I don't profess to be some great scholar or mathematician. But something stinks. And it stinks bad. Well, once again, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. I would love to hear your voice. So, offer feedback. I'm pretty thick-skinned, like I say. I, I'm, I won't bite physically. Verbally, I may. I'm pretty thick-skinned. I won't get upset. I've been insulted before. I still being insulted we can also make monetary contributions continue to follow and listen on Anchor Spotify Google Google Podcasts Breaker Overcast Pocket Casts and Radio Public this is Stephen Cornegate for This Is Just a Thought Amen